Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roost, and I am here with part two of our series on scaling firms. And I want to talk about return on investment. Some of you might be thinking return on investment. I already heard about this one, Jan. We hit skip episode on this. But basically, I think we can all agree on the definition of, of return on investment, which is how much you're making based on how much you're investing. But over the years, I've realized that there are a lot of different definitions of this. Now, this is coming from conversations with probably thousands of prospects at this point in the legal space, hundreds of clients that have ended up having this and discussions on what's realistic because the expectation of these things are absolutely super, super important in finding out what you should invest in and what you can realistically expect it from. So I want to kind of talk about this. It's a little bit more flexible than a lot of people think. But if we're talking about this right, so I think we can all agree that the return versus the actual money that goes in is kind of the first place to start. But um, the two things I want to talk about are what are the timelines by which we're going to define this? And are we talking about revenue? Or are we talking about profit? Then we can go into some of the different tranches of what I consider a realistic return on investment. And finally, I want to wrap up with what I think is the most effective way to think about this. And I will determine that based on the way that the firms that have scaled the fastest and gotten the largest do think about these things. At the end of the day, these are variables. You can think about this. You're more than welcome to define this however you want. There are flexibility to these parameters. But if you want to scale, there is a certain way to think about it. And we're going to get to that probably before the end. I'll, I'll kind of hint towards which ones are <laughs> a little bit more effective, but we'll go on. So the first thing I want to talk about is timeline, right? So when we're talking about return on investment, are we talking about what's the return for this investment going to be in the next time period? Or what are we talking about the entire timeline for how long this channel has been up and running, right? And I want to use an example that everyone who's listening to this podcast that's running a firm, hopefully, maybe not in Arizona would do, which is going to law school, right? So let's just say for the sake of easy math that to go to law school, it's going to take you two years and it's going to cost you $150,000 between tuition and books and your rent and living expenses and all that kind of stuff too. And then the day that you graduate law school, you're offered a job at a big firm and your salary is going to be $150,000. So if we're talking about year one, year two, negative $150,000, year three plus $150,000, you're technically breaking even at the end of year three. Now, would most people continue to work for $150,000 for the next year? Or potentially get a raise. Maybe you're making $200,000 the next year. And the answer seems like kind of a no-brainer, right? Most people would continue to do that because they've already made the investment. But this is something that people often will go in another direction for when they're considering a marketing investment. So much like going to law school, there's a lot of kinks that have to be worked out. There's a learning curve with a lot of different things for, for starting a new channel, right? So a way that a lot of the largest firms talk about this stuff is that they're basically looking to break even much as somebody who's going to law school is looking to break even, right? When you get to the point where you've made your money back, you have the opportunity to continue, but this is going to be based on what the channel stands to make in the next period, right? So if let's say just for the you know, sake of easy math, right, you're investing $3,000 into a channel, it's going to take you three months to get there. At the end of the third month, you have the opportunity to spend $1,000 to get $5,000, you're 
you're technically breaking even at that point, but your decision to continue or not is going to have a lot to do with what you consider the return on investment to be and that's scope. So as far as what we kind of see in the largest firms, again, most of them think about what's going to happen in the next period. And when we get to the specific numbers, I'm going to focus on that one really uh, specifically. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about is whether we are considering our return, the profit versus the revenue. And point blank, this is absolutely something that you can use. It's, it's, it's your prerogative to choose whichever one they want. I can understand why people do this from a profit perspective. But the short answer is that the most businesses will consider it the revenue perspective. Now, I can totally understand, especially when we're talking about solos, that you know the profit is literally going to be you know, your income. If you're a one-person shop, then your income is basically the revenue of the business. And then anything that you're bringing out as far as a profit, you have to invest profit oftentimes out of your bank account to get a marketing investment, right? And in terms of what it's going to come down to you, it really does kind of boil down to what the profit of that entire investment is going to be, right? But the problem with this is it doesn't really make it fair because you cannot have an accurate assessment of this. So if you have a situation where you're, you're running lean and mean, you make $5,000 from a channel, and then you have somebody who is uh, running a not necessarily sloppy law practice, but maybe they got you know their mom on health insurance and they've got leather seats and they, they're expensing their Rolls Royce on the candle. And basically, you know, they're spending... $4,900 and that person can make the exact same return and they're making a hundred where you're making 5,000, right? Where it comes to discussion, what you could expect from any company other than your own to have an honest comparison of, it really only makes sense to do revenue. And the other thing that, that to keep in mind too, is that profit is something that will change dramatically as you scale, right? There's a stat that gets thrown out a lot, which is the average profitability of restaurants is something like under $10,000. But if you take somebody who has a like middling restaurant they probably have similar rent, staff, food expenses as you know a super popular restaurant that's booked months in advance. And once the breakage is taken out of the equation, there's restaurants that are quite popular. And the unfortunate truth of starting out of practice, unfortunately, is that you have to have a lot of those expenses up front. So your profit can actually increase with scale. Again, this can sort of offset what we're talking about, the increased cost of spend, but um, not to get like uh, too crazy without those numbers uh, so far. So anyways, when it comes to revenue versus profit, Return on investment uh, should be defined by revenue unless you know, you're know you just really looking to do this for yourself from a lifestyle perspective. So now we kind of have these things in terms of like harmonize, right? So we're thinking about what the return on investment is going to be after we've invested in the channel to figure out what the possibility is moving forward to the next time period. And we're talking about revenue. We're not talking about profit, right? So I want to talk about the sort of tranches of return on investment that we can kind of consider for different things in place, right? And it's kind of funny because sometimes, you know, we started asking this question a little while ago and I got answers that were pretty crazy, right? So these would be the five kind of buckets I would put these different returns on investment, right? So if you're getting a return on investment that's under three times on marketing for a business, right? We'd kind of consider this sort of like the purgatory zone. And again, like I said, you're not going to measure return on investment based on the profit, but for a lot of businesses, you know, if you're counting the money that goes into it, under 3x is going to put you underwater from a profit perspective too. And again, for the sake of discussion, we're going to use revenue, but there's obviously the reality of running a business that you know, you're know you going to have to contend with sooner or later. Now, uh, the next tranche I'd put up with is 3 to 5x. And I would say that that's a realistic return on investment figure for a stable channel, right? 
you know, you're not going to be writing, you know, there, there, there's not going to be some Martin Scorsese movie about the rise and fall and, you know, you have the mansion and <laughs> that kind of stuff based on a 5X ROI. But there's a lot of businesses that have been quietly building really, really strong practices based on channels that have a three to five X ROI. This is kind of the same thing. I'd compare this to blue chip stocks in the market, right? You know that they're going to return overall. It's not going to be some crazy, insane returns. But again, there's less risk. This is where I'd put stuff like Google AdWords, that kind of thing. Now, the next tranche that we have is the 5 to 10x. Now, I would say that this is realistic for a more innovative channel. The reason why we have a higher return here is because there's less competition. But because there's less competition, it's a little bit less proven. So there's also the risk of making zero on these. But again, the higher up that you're going to go, the more likely it is that you're going to have, you know, those higher risk is, is technically, you know, the higher rewards as well, right? So I would say five to 10 is realistic for an innovative channel. But again, over time, those innovative channels are going to drop down to the three to five X as they become stable channels. And the last thing, we have two more categories. One would be a 10 to 20 X. So I would say, honestly, this is where you have in an innovative channel plus killer execution, luck, X factor, that kind of stuff. And again, this is usually related to a really, really solid business model. If you have a fantastic LDV, um, we've seen situations where there's people who have just a fantastic upsell path. And a lot of the times too, they can get their LTV so high to the point where they're, they're paying the same that people are making a fraction of what they're doing, but because they have these other things in place, they're able to make a much larger return on investment on that kind of stuff. And then finally, we have the 20X plus, which I would categorize as probably illegal, right? <laughs> if you're repeatedly making 20X on a service business, chances are you have uh, an ATF agent that's going to be assigned to you. <laughs> your, your name's on a folder in the FBI somewhere. You are the kind of person that they'd make a documentary on from uh, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> that kind of stuff too. So basically those are kind of the, the, the tranches, right? So we get to the point too, and like just to kind of go to like another example, if we have the situation where we're gunning for a 20X return on investment sustainably, that's probably not going to happen. Or if it is, it's going to be some like weird accounting thing or like the law of large numbers. A lot of times too, like, okay, cool. Well, if you have the situation where you're paying 500 bucks a year for a BNI membership and you know, you get a hundred thousand dollars worth of business. Okay. Well, the dollars you invested were 20 X, but you know, there's another factor there and that's the, you know, the breakfast you're driving to and the coffee meetings and all that different stuff too. So when we're getting honest about paid traffic, it's very, very hard to have that stuff sustainably. Now, the worst case scenario is you have situations where people go in with completely out of whack expectations, where you have a situation where they're saying, okay, cool. Well, hey, I was expecting to make uh, you know 15x return on this investment. And the reality is I only made a 9x return on investment. So screw this. I'm going on to the next thing. And not knowing that they were probably in a much better place than a lot of their competition is, right? But because we don't have a shared vocabulary for this and, and the definition of these are not really the same, that's that's kind of why people can miss out on these things. So um, just to be you know clear again, right? It's like the other thing too is you have a situation where maybe you have a, a potential where you had somebody, let's give, uh, let's give an example just for easy math, right? Let's say uh, there was a theoretical marketing service that was $1,000 a month. It took three months to ramp up and you, you went zero, zero, and then three for the last one. Uh, let's call it, well, whatever. Let's, <laughs> let's just roll with that. So zero, zero, three. In the last month, you made $3,000 on the one. So in the end, that was a break-even situation, but you're moving forward is going to be a 3X. And again, that's not the end of the world. That's 3X at, at month three. That could easily go to 5X. That could easily go higher than that. Another thing too, kind of going back to that law firm example if you can break even, there's oftentimes a possibility that you're going to make the process more efficient so that it itself is going to get larger, right? So 
you know, the mistake in that situation if somebody decides to go no is that they're using a wacky term of the definition of how long the return on investment is. So for the most part too, just kind of like law school, you have to think about the ramp up period of sunk cost. Um, and that's how the largest firms that we talk about do it. Okay, cool. Hey, look, you know, and, and this is kind of the, uh, the metaphor too. It's like, I think I've brought this up on other podcasts before. I always use the example of a casino, right? When I go to the casino, I mean, I don't haven't gone to the casino in years, but I used to go to Montreal. I used to live in Montreal and uh, there's a casino there and, you know, I was in college, so I didn't have a ton of money. So I would never bring more money than I could lose at the casino, right? If I brought a hundred, 200 bucks, probably, you know, all I could afford at the time in college. But, um, you know, if I lost that, no big deal. I'd have fun for a night. That's pretty much it. So, you know, when you're making marketing investments, it's not about, you know, having the ultimate answer for, you know, how's it going to be, right? That's something you're going to get in the retrospect, but how long is it going to take? What's how big of a swing can we take without risking the business? And then at the end of it, we're going to have that ROI number. We're going to realize whether this is something that's attractive and worth continuing to invest in or whether it's worth optimizing, right? If something is not looking like it's going to be, you know, a 3x investment ever, then, you know, you know, if, if something you get to the end and there's you, you can't draw a path to where it's going to be more than a 1.5x, then you know, you could spend a year on it. You might be at two, you might be at 2.5, right? But again, you know, when those numbers get higher, it gets a little bit more convex. So anyway, wanted to wrap this one up. The way the most firms think about this can be different, right? The way the largest firms think about this, your ramp up is a sunk cost, calculate things moving forward. And we're talking about revenue. We're not talking about profits. Um, again, keep profits in mind because you have to run a business at the end of the day. But um, that is how the firms of scale the fastest think about this. So Thanks again for you guys listening, and I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.